recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Zed Games. I'm Zara, and with me today is me, myself, and I. That's right, it's Zara's show now. Get hyped. And we've got some exciting stuff lined up for all y'all listening at home. So we've got, you'll never believe this, we've got gaming news, we've got game reviews, and we've also got some uh, very one-sided banter from yours truly. So... It's a little bit of a hectic time, but I do want to just say that it's also a very exciting hectic time because tomorrow is Radiothorn and there are tons and tons of prizes you can get in on for just a, for just like a little bit, a bit of the moolah, a little bit of the dollar dollar, you know? So if you want to pop over to fourtriplez.org.au uh, slash support, you can read up on everything that's on offer. And, you know, if it tempts you, if you feel like supporting the wonderful, wonderful dream that is continuing 45 years of community radio, then that is the place to go. Now, bef- now we've got that all out of the way. We've got some gaming news by Mailey. And uh, let's have a listen on what's going on over there. Activision Blizzard still under fire for allegations of sexual misconduct ingrained in its workplace. Activision Blizzard is still under fire after details of sexual harassment running rife within the company came to light in a recent legal filing by the state of California. It was recently spotted that the state of California had also filed against Riot Games in February of 2021 for similar reasons. This case follows similar paths to Activision Blizzard so far, and a representative for Riot has said the truth is that we see it as a legal matter dealing with the past and our team outside of legal is much more focused on the future. Amidst growing public backlash, Activision Blizzard revealed that the president, J. Allen Brack, would be replaced with the company veterans Jen O'Neill and Mike Yabara, as he was leaving to pursue new opportunities. This comes after last week's staff strike, where workers protested about the company's toxic conditions and lackluster response on the company's California campus. About 200 people held signs and flanked the building's driveway, drawing supportive honks from passers-by. It's still unclear if this shakeup will lead to meaningful change, but it seems to signal Activision Blizzard knows that the workers and consumers are serious. On the 4th of August, a coalition of workers from Activision Blizzard, calling itself ABK Workers Alliance, sent a joint letter to the company's CEO criticizing the leadership's reaction to the workers' demands. These requests included ending forced arbitration in employee agreements, adopting inclusive hiring and recruiting practices, increasing pay transparency, and an audit performed by a neutral third party. In response, CEO Bobby Kotick announced the law firm Wilmer Hale will conduct a third-party audit of the company policies and procedures, but ABK Workers Alliance doesn't seem satisfied. Avatar and Cora tabletop RPG crowdfunds $1 million in a day. On the 3rd of August, a new crowdfunding campaign launched on Kickstarter for an officially licensed tabletop RPG set in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender. 
The game launched with a goal of $50,000, which it met in just 16 minutes and continued to smash through stretch gold for the rest of the day. This game is similar to Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder, but runs on its own system designed for you to explore the universe of the hit Avatar series. Magpie Games says the game is a heroic fantasy game set in the universe of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra, in which you and your friends take on the role of young heroes from across the four nations who have joined together to make the world a better place. The game is stated to be for players of all ages who want to experience the world of Avatar and Korra beyond the scope of existing stories. At the time of recording this, funding for the game has raised over $3 million and still has weeks to go. This makes it the most funded tabletop RPG game to ever be released on Kickstarter. You can check it out on Kickstarter or Twitter at MagpieOfficial. And now for some upcoming game releases. Book of Travels will release August 9th for the PC. Dreamscaper comes to the Nintendo Switch and PC on August 10th. Black Book is a dark RPG adventure coming out August 10th on the PC, Xbox, PlayStation and Switch. And first-person puzzle game Faraday Protocol releases to the PC, Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on August 12th. And that's all this week in gaming news. Thank you so much for that, Maylee. Um, It's been a little bit rough in the game news recently. Um, And it is really encouraging to see that a lot of these companies are implementing change from the top down which is something I definitely agree with and I really hope that we get to see that payoff um <clears throat> and it's in no smaller thanks to the efforts of everyone involved um people who've flagged the, the issues that are present and it's that kind of energy that we need to keep so then hopefully we can have some long-term change um, in slightly more a bit, I'm super actually. I'm actually super excited about the the um, Avatar tabletop game because, like, I'm a pretty big fan of Dungeons and Dragons. I like to um, DM a few times and everything. Got my little groups and got my little stories, and it would be so cool to like finally get to do my. I definitely had a. Uh, a little persona like a waterbender character and I'm just super hyped to it we'll be able to actually um play that out and we get to just do our cool bending things or maybe not even have to be a bender because like there's a lot of cool characters who aren't um benders who do really cool things with like the funky boomerang and really cool martial arts and all that kind of stuff so it's really cool as well that they've managed to reach their funding goals so quickly um but there are a lot of a lot of people who hold um, Avatar: The Lost Airbender and Legend of Korra very close to their hearts. Uh, so that's just pretty cool. Nerds all getting together to get something funded. Love to see it. And it is time for a review. Our video, uh, not a video. Well, technically a video game review. But it is a video game adaptation of a board game called Evolution with the climate expansion. Here we see a watering hole, a source of life-giving water, an essential site in these harsh environments. All sorts of creatures, big or small, must drink water. Unfortunately, that means competition is fierce for the limited resources that are available. 
And where there is prey, there are also predators. Evolution is a card-based board game where you strategize to make the most of multiple mechanics in order to keep your species fed, strong, and numerous. And with a digital version available and the new climate expansion that introduces a changing climate, it's a challenging but beautiful experience. And for this review, I'll be focusing on the digital version of the board game. Gameplay and the mechanics are rather straightforward. Your species gather at a watering hole, and there are other species there as well. You must establish a source of food, give your species traits that will help them gather or distribute food, protect them from predators, or give them the upper hand if things get a bit dicey. And then, once you make your decisions, you have to watch it all play out, as the opposing species have also made their decisions. You may lose members of your population when the food runs out, or you might come out strong. And at the end of the round, you must use the knowledge you have gained in order to give yourself the upper hand. At the end of the game, points are tallied up based on how much food you consumed, the size of your population, and the number of traits you used. Higher score wins. Okay, it's actually quite a lot to take in, with the traits you have available and the multiple stages to each turn. Thankfully, there is a nice tutorial to teach you the rules of the jungle, holding your hand to start with before letting you toddle off on your own evolutionary journey. Which is perfect for me. With every board game, I often need a round or two to get the hang of things, and I prefer a tutorial to a written list of rules. But trust me, you'll be on your own soon enough. Maybe too soon. The campaign can be pretty challenging, with new cards and abilities being introduced. You can decide to become a predator, or remain a herbivore. Perhaps you'll make your species climb trees, keeping them out of danger. And once you've faced off against three other species, you'll have to learn quickly, and put in quite a lot of thought. But if you feel that the game's AI isn't challenging enough, you can take your species online, and face off against real-life players who are interested in driving your species to extinction. Adapt. Overcome. Survive. And then, that brings me to the climate expansion. Now, you are progressing through time, experiencing vicious cycles of burning heat and freezing ice ages. Now, instead of focusing only on the other species, you also have to take the climate into consideration using a number of new traits to help you survive, such as heavy fur to protect against the cold, and the nocturnal trait to avoid the heat. It's an extra challenge layer to what can be a challenging game. Now, this is a beautiful game, and it is a digital version of the board game, which has some of the most gorgeous art in this vibrant watercolour style that I've seen in a long while. However, they do need to fill in some blanks to translate it to a digital space, and that has led to some inconsistent art styles, and areas of the user interface looks unpolished, especially compared to when the actual board game art is used. And at times, there were parts of the tutorial that lacked polish. But at least when you're done with the tutorial, you're done. The art, you kind of have to keep looking at it. For the most part, you can tune it out, but it's a bit jarring at times. The sound experience also feels like it's been subjected to that same lack of polish. It's not bad. The music is fine, and there's some fun little sound effects to complement the gameplay. But I honestly just put my own music in the background. 
Overall, I quite liked Evolution. It's nice to have this beautiful, fun board game in digital form, and it lets me play it without having to rely on the conflicting schedules of my friends. The water and hole maps are pretty and dynamic, and when I'm focusing on my next move, it's nice seeing the environment adjust to the decisions being made in game. I did not touch the online portion whatsoever, which I intend to change in the near future. Initially, I found it more challenging than I expected, and I had to get into the how to crush my enemies mindset pretty much immediately. It's just that there are a lot of ways to open the game, and a lot of ways for it to play out, which is part of the fun. Climate definitely adds an extra layer of challenges, with lots of opportunities for clever strategies, without it being hard to learn. It's a precarious balance that evolution has mastered, and it's a great way to spend an afternoon or an hour. And I do get a bit of a kick out of turning my peaceful herbivore into a ferocious predator that'll decimate the opposing populations. But be careful! It's hard to keep carnivores fed when there's no one to feed on. Just a, a little tip from my mistakes. Thank you, Zara, for that review. Fascinating. Um, no, that's, this is not a funny bit. I'm Zara, I'm here at Zed Games at 4 Z, and we're about to listen to Arani present a review for Immortals Phoenix Rising. Now I'm pretty excited about this one, I've been looking forward to it for a little while, so let's jump into it. I have been holding on to this review for quite some time. Um, Immortals Phoenix Rising is an action-adventure video game developed by Ubisoft Quebec and published by Ubisoft. The game was originally released on Amazon Luna, Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Stadia, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S in December of 2020. So I have held on to it for quite some time. I did get it when it released. Um, and I just haven't had the time that I wanted to, to be able to sit down and give the game the amount of attention that I needed to. And part of that is because I played through an hour of it to see how quickly I could get through the tutorial and I hadn't hit the title screen yet. So I think it took me about an hour and a half to get through the title screen, and that is on the easy mode. So it it's not that it's hard, it's that there's a lot. And even after the title screen, even after the tutorial, you're still learning so many new things and you're picking up so many good things. So what is Immortal Phoenix Rising? Well, if you're familiar with Greek and Roman mythology, you're going to love it. Because it's basically that. Prometheus is telling the story of the mortal hero Phoenix as she, well, I'm playing as she, but as they try to um, save their comrade, not comrade, their, their crewmates and their brothers, um, from being turned to stone. So the big boss is Typhon. 
So if you're familiar with Greek and Roman mythology, it's woven throughout. And I say Greek and Roman mythology because I understand that there's this overlap, sometimes with some of the names, and the way we've popularized the myths. They become one and the same. But if you're familiar with the Odyssey or Jason and the Argonauts, then you'll you'll notice all the nods to those sorts of stories. Um, so the narrators for the game are Zeus and Prometheus. Prometheus is telling the story to Zeus. You go through these sorts of... There are two sort of worlds. There's the mainland, which it would be loosely ancient Greece, um, in the setting of, you know, Greek mythology, if you've read the Odyssey, you understand how, um, the gods and the mortals sort of intermingle in one world. So you, you are going through this recreation of, of some of the ancient Greek-inspired places. And you partake in little quests, um, there are live quests, so they're updated regularly, daily quests, weekly quests, those sorts of things. But there are also main storyline quests. Um, the map is big. I haven't, I still haven't, like, chipped into it enough, and I have been playing so much. It's beautiful as well. Um, combat. Oh, I have to talk about the combat because... The only issues I've had with the combat is when I've run into issues with Switch controllers. So if you want to remap things and make it slightly more accessible, I would recommend probably playing it on the PC, if you have one, or Xbox. Um, I'm unfamiliar with how well remapping works on the PS5, even though I have a PS5. Um, remapping wasn't an option for me on the Switch. So just sort of keep that in mind if you're looking for accessibility, which is another great thing about this game. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising has ticked so many boxes for accessibility and playability. I'm playing, like I said, on I think one of the easiest settings, uh, and I'm just thoroughly enjoying it. You take fall damage, not as much fall damage as you would, um, and you can sort of tweak some of those settings. I do have a little bit of a gripe with the subtitles. I don't think they're the easiest to see, but I haven't messed around with my settings too much. And overall, the combat is so much fun. It's really, really rewarding. Um, and if you're a fan of perfect dodges that affect your time and they slow down time so that you can get in more hits, you're going to love this because the perfect dodges and the perfect dodge mechanism in this game are, they're not perfect, but I want to say they're perfect. I had a lot of fun with it. There's crafting, <laughs> there's um, upgrading weapons and skills and all of those great things that you'd expect in an open world type game. And I think that it would be a brilliant starting point for some of these games for the young younger players so you know i would happily hand this over to my neighbor's kids instead of giving them something like the witcher if they've seen the witcher being played and they want to play something like that immortal phoenix rising gives them that opportunity it's got that slightly 
um, all the colors are more vibrant and fun that, to work with and play with um, than in some of the other games that maybe we would play as older gamers. Um, but that's also where I think the accessibility is great. It has younger players in mind and it has players of different abilities in mind as well. Which means I loved it. And I'm going to keep playing it for a long time, I think. I just need to get a Switch controller that has a working joystick. Thank you for that review, Ronnie. I really appreciate it. Um, I really hope you manage to get that working analog stick because, well, we all know how rough a broken analog stick can be. Listeners, Full Triple Z loves you. Is it too too sudden to say that? Like, you know, we've we've had this really good thing going for forty five years, and I feel it might be time to consider taking the next step together. So, Radiothorn starts tomorrow, and it's time to dream, baby, dream. And if you feel like let like supporting four triple Z for another year, it is so easy to do. Consider subscribing to us. And if you subscribe to us over Radiothon, you get access you can potentially win some pretty, pretty cool prizes. And I am considering I mean I I literally just subscribed but like I might just like extend my subscription just to get in maybe am I allowed to I'm not too sure um but some of, I'm having a quick look at the list of subscriber prizes that are available um and I'm seeing a year of beer from young Henry's what that's that's bonkers uh weekly fresh organic produce box for a year from all of my all my friends what how how are we doing this? I don't know. It's just it's just part of the dream, baby. The dream. Um so consider consider it. Just, you know. I mean, if it's too if it's too if it's too sudden, that's all right. But, you know, I think we got something really special going on here. And 4 Z can't keep doing what we're doing without support from the community. So, give it a think and Look, if my if my declaration of love doesn't do it, then do it for the awesome prizes. All right. <clears throat> you know, lockdown's pretty rough. Um, it's not easy. I'm here in the studio by myself, and this isn't easy. And for all of you at home, that's not easy either. But we're apart and yet still connected. And I think that's something that we really need to, we can really appreciate. We've seen how video games have brought people together despite being continent apart. And I'm just remembering of how during this year's lockdown, I was by myself. I live by myself and a group of friends and I, we spent two whole days trying to get a pretty sick gear of armor in a video game. And that was pretty nice. So from me here, Z Games, Zara, 
to you at home, I say good night, goodbye, and take care of each other. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See you next time. time.